I am MC Abby. <laughs> and welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard Mailbag episode. I am Abby. I'll be your host today. And to my left, we have Elsie, Becky, Evan, Zeb, and David. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so we're just going to get right to it. Um, I'm sort of going to go in the way I received the questions, and some were similar, but this question came from Ewen from Twitter and also sort of 20 sides, one face. Would you have played or GM'd any moment differently if you weren't being archived forever on the internet and that we'll go we'll start with the dm and then go around the table oh starting off with me huh <laughs> i think there's been a few moments that i think i had that i wish i could have changed but at the same time later on it actually tied into things because i think i would have changed of course the mounted combat one is definitely one I wish I could go back and redo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, and that, that was, episode took forever to edit, too. It was. It, Zeb did an amazing job at editing it. Whoop, whoop. The problem was is that I didn't know how to do mounted combat, so I was making it up on the fly, and that got really stressful. So I think that's probably one that I got to be better prepared for those kind of things we also recorded that episode like super late that's the one that really sticks out in my mind all right zeb was there any moment that you would have played differently um uh, more or less in general like i'm a little bit more of a reserve guy and so thinking knowing that this is like out on the internet i don't say maybe as much as fenrid usually would and actually thinking about this question actually led me to do a little bit more preparation in part four Fenrir for a few episodes tonight. Mm. Um, so it hopefully you'll get a little bit more of Fenrir and kind of who he is as, as I get more comfortable with recording and having all of that out, I guess, archived on the internet. So that, I'm excited <laughs> to hear yeah. that. All right, Evan. Um, I mean, I feel like that's a trick question because I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything specific. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just in general, like going into it, I know in the back of my head, every episode we're putting on a show for everyone, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so part of me is like, okay, there are a couple instances, even in these last couple episodes where, you know, we're, we're running around the city and doing this and that. I'm like, I've made a decision. And then later on, I'm thinking about it. I was like, did I do that for... The character did i do that for the story mm. and so that's something that i think i just need to work on a little bit is is focusing you know it's a story and it's going to be a story regardless of what happens so let's just roll the story you know play the character and not worry so much about you know how it's going to affect the story for the audience because they're going to listen to it either way right <laughs> but also we're here to have fun too yeah exactly who starts a podcast that yeah. isn't going to have fun isn't going to get very far <laughs> that was our biggest reason of doing this is well, to, have... to have more fun and to share our fun exactly <laughs> all right becky um not necessarily because it's being put off on the internet but there are some things that 
I've talked to David about it. Like, I would have liked to have a heads up about so I could mm. kind of prepare my character for because then it's less of a knee-jerk reaction for me and more of, like, what the character would have done because I have two characters to think about and how they're going to react to each other, let alone individually. <laughs> so, but there's only been, like, one, maybe two of those. Other than that, yeah. it's I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, adding on to that. I think. Uh, thanks, Groth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I am Groth, let's be honest. <laughs> Just adding on to that. The like, answer was Lila. <laughs> <laughs> Lila only. <laughs> adding on to that, I think that is one thing that I've definitely learned and that, I've, that I'm changing is having you guys more involved in the story. There's a lot of things that, as the DM, I need to keep secret, but there's a lot of things that I need to be more vocal about with you guys as well. Keeping you guys informed on character backgrounds as you guys come up with character backgrounds and I throw new NPCs at you. They'd be like, hey, just heads up, you know this person. <laughs> yeah, and when I had talked to David about it, it was more like, hey, this is going to happen soon. Not necessarily this like in details, but mm -hmm. that way I can kind of process what's going to happen and it's less of a knee-jerk reaction from right. me because I'm just awkward in general, which, <laughs> I mean, pretty much everybody can confirm. I'm awkward <laughs> in just a different way than some other people are. So and Then you stick a mic in front of your face. And then you stick a mic in front <laughs> yeah. of my face and I'm even more awkward. The mics awkward. make me it, nervous. It took yeah. us a while to get used to the mics and our new mic arms definitely helped, mm -hmm. but... Well, you can tell yeah. in the first episode how like scared we are. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we were terrified. <laughs> Our first episode, we were hey so scared, uh, and we, we I think we had to start again like twice, and then that. Mm -hmm. and we had these little baby mic stands like on the table, and we were like scared to touch them, and <laughs> and we were shaking. We I were was so like so our voices bad. were shaking. I don't know if you can tell in the episode, but and then. And then afterwards, we listen to it, and then we hear all oh, the goodness. the disturbance, and we're just like, "That's it. We quit. We're done. We're not putting our story out there." Right. That was a note on how things I wish you could change. It wasn't yes, archived. It was archived. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And back to what Becky was saying about like that discussion she had with DM Dave. We did a session 0.1 a year after recording to kind of review the characters, see what direction we were going in. Highly recommend it for any game, not just for a podcast. Yeah. Elsie, what moment would you change or moments? I would... Uh... Yeah, as Boudreaux, what would you change? Because you know everything <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, I just do things. I'm just like... David's told me all the time. He's like, you you did... I he like quotes me, these guys. And oh, I'm like, yeah. what? Who said that? <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I oh. didn't say that. No, look, you did. Yeah, that was the you potato the incident. That one's one of my favorites. <laughs> Crying over the potatoes. <laughs> I like don't even remember that. I, just, I really do just do things on the fly. But um, not Elsie, but Boudreaux. Um, but one thing I would change just for Boudreaux, because it felt a little out of character. I think we were kind of tired. Is I don't know if this episode's out yet, but... Spoiler alert, maybe. Um, he says that his dad, that Dwall is his dad, and I really wish he wouldn't oh, have done yeah. that. Now that you say that, I wish... 
I wish I would have not said that. Well, not you, me. When no, I told I it to the group, though. though like, gotcha. oh, and see, character. I really like that because, like, I didn't like him. You don't have to, but like, <laughs> Boudreaux never tells us anything. We don't know anything really about Boudreaux. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one who does most is probably Fenny, and Fenny doesn't know a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and go ahead. I was say so for my character. I was like, oh look, he finally likes us. <laughs> Outside of you know what my character actually thinks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, along with that, Elsie, there was another question from Caden. Why mm. is Boudreaux so afraid of his dad? Uh, well. I can't tell you. I guess you'll just have to wait until I create a character episode. Wink. Which Wink. is in the process with a new song. Oh, yeah. Just wait. I'm going to have to sing in Boudreaux's voice. <laughs> That's going to be great. Also, we apologize. We don't answer all these questions, but they will be answered. They will. Later on. Yeah. Later on. We had another question what about, um, what about you, Abby? Oh, mm-hmm. What would you change? What nice would try. I change? Oh, yeah, no skipping uh, on you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare <Dang> you? <laughs> <laughs> what would I so change as Henley? I wish Henley would have pushed the agenda a little more with Mendrick and trying to figure out who he was and, like, actually sneak into his tent because we have, like, half an episode where we're trying to and then it never happens. So oh, yeah, I, because you run away. Well, because that wasn't the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got sidetracked. We also that. got very sidetracked, and I think there was a, a session in between there somewhere. Oh, I, I don't know. I wish Henley would have pushed more and gone and actually snuck into the tent. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. I had a whole thing <laughs> planned for you. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many I times where guys. I think, like, David mentally, like, throws his papers. He's like, yep, I'm done. I got, like, all these papers <laughs> that, like, I can use later on, but nothing for now. He did once throw his once. entire thing, throw. but that, yeah. I think, was just out of frustration. It was. <laughs> A description that I thought was correct was not correct, and I was just like, <laughs> I looked at it. Abby looked at it. We got the okay, and then for some reason, it did not turn out okay. <laughs> but it happens. Um, back to another character question. Um, this one's from Dakota Tilly. His question is for Lila Grotha. Mm-hmm. How did they become one person? Mm-hmm. It's um, been mentioned a little bit. Yeah, it has but. been mentioned a little bit, but that is something that I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> another character episode. Maybe, maybe not. We'll maybe, maybe out. not. Um, Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. No, I think you mostly told us though. Yeah, I gave like the general overview of how it happened, just not the details. Because yeah. I mean, the details are fun for me, but not necessarily a whole lot of other people right now. <laughs> One thing though is that the clues are there. They are. So. Go back and listen to re-listen to your episodes. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> I think episode two has. A really brief one with Henley mm-hmm. that Lila yeah. explains with yeah. Henley. Yeah, and there's more with um, there's more a couple. Of oh, and and when Garatha talks to her dad. No, oh, yeah. Yep. It's mentioned there a little it's bit. It's mentioned a little bit there too, and then um, like two other times. Yeah, it's, it's mentioned. been mentioned a couple times. I think sure. the only hey. other person's backstory that's been mentioned probably more than mine is Henley's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you guys. I'm and not even the only Henley's has been here. very brief. 
Okay, on to the next question. This is from Kevin and Natalie Banberger from our Facebook fan page. So this is also to each player and probably DM. What development does your character hope to see in the hollow? If you save the town, what do you dream of happening around your character if you choose to stay? Man, that's a lot of like literally what we're doing right now. Go ahead and just wait for these next couple episodes and that'll answer your question. <laughs> right, because we just released episode 27. 27. 27. Mm-hmm. And we're up to 20. We and we just recorded thir- up to 31. 31. We're oh, going to wow. record a couple more after we do this mailbag. So, but yeah. Um, Can I answer that? Yes. So for me, as far as development of my character, um, it was alluded to early on about how they wanted to kind of change the name more to instead of Hayden's Hollow, it being more of Hayden's Hope. And or so Haven. I think that would be something that Fenrir would want for. I guess the hollow at this point would for it to thrive, for it to be, you know, a place of a place for, you know, like refugees in the story that can, that if they feel like they don't have a place to go that, Oh, you know what? Yeah. Let's go to the hollow. The hollow is a place where, you know, everyone's welcome. Everyone's allowed there. Like, and just to kind of see it thrive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was, I think, my favorite moment for Roscoe out of the entire series still is that conversation. Yeah, that was, that cool. was really powerful. That was real cool. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed that. But, I mean, going on, on you know, what Zeb here has said, I, I mean, once you get through the current episodes, <laughs> you know, you'll have heard multiple times now Roscoe has gone on about how, you know, they want to just be able to survive and do their own thing and stuff. And so I think that's his end goal is just getting it to the where you know, whether or not Roscoe stays there, I'm sure there's plenty of adventures out there for a little halfling to go on. <laughs> but he just wants to make sure that they're going to be okay and they're taken care of. You know, they've seen some stuff and they're a town of refugees trying to rebuild. And, I mean, that's his goal is just to, you know, let these guys give them the opportunity because right now they don't even have that. I think that that's probably what it is for most of us, honestly. They, we just want people to be happy. And yeah. somewhat safe in their <laughs> yeah. little tucked away corner. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with the hollow. <laughs> but if anything happens to Willow, DM Dave, you will have a riot yeah, on actually, your hands. I mean, yeah, you've got a point there. I've been threatened several times. If you do anything to Willow, secretly he's the bad guy. I mean, spoiler. Oh, I no, mean, I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't believe anything. I have created the Kalinator. <laughs> it will turn everything into kale. <laughs> <laughs> I will take over the He's whole secret, tri-state Secretly area. an artificer, not an alchemist. <laughs> just or are they the same? Yeah. All of it as he runs through. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we follow him. He has a trail of kale. <laughs> no, well, for the second part of that, though, too, I mean, at least for my characters... What future do they see in the holiday? They're just kind of, they travel right now. They haven't had a home for a long time. One of them doesn't feel like she can go back home right now. And the other one, I don't know that she feels like she fits into either one of them or ever has. So, and probably less so now. 
maybe more in the dwarvish community now than she did before, but less in the orcish community. So mm. I don't know that either one of them really f- see the hollow as home. They just care and love so many different people there that they just want them to be happy so she can feel okay. Both of them can feel okay about moving on to whatever's bigger and better it's next. It's like, check, we made this place a better place. Now let's move on. Now let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's about it. your guys' stuff. Now we're out. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Because I'm only there for, like, now. For transients. I yeah, mean, both yeah. of us. none of us have yeah. really been there that long. I mean, I've been, Roscoe's been there for six months, you know, up to the point where we left in episode, you know, six or whatever it was. Roscoe had only been in the hollow for six months. So, I mean, yeah, he knows people there. He's got friends there. And he's attached to it. It's a place that's, you know, made him feel welcome. But it's not like it's, you know, his home. And so, you know, he's there to help you know, move it along, but yeah. he did, you he did thinks, say that it was one of the places he felt comfortable and safe and homelike yeah, though. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, Roscoe, he's done some traveling and stuff and he's been in some places where it's not been quite so, so friendly, but that's what made, you know, Hayden's hollow stand out to him a little bit is, you know, nobody judged him. Everybody's a refugee there. And in his mind, he's kind of, kind of a refugee himself, not in the terms of, Oh, my home's been burned down and I don't have anywhere else to go. I'm going to go here. But, you know, it's nobody else. Ever, everywhere he's gone, he's been judged up mm. to this point because he's a halfling trying to learn, you know, stuff that typically comes with, you know, humans or elves or orcs or things like that. So, All right. Next question. Um, Angela H. from our Facebook fan page asked, I like behind-the-scenes stuff. So are there any pre-game rituals you or the other players have that could be fun? Um, or things that you... And what things have you learned because of running a podcast? Oh, learning the podcast gig was a difficult... Because um, none of us knew like anything. We had friends that knew stuff, mm-hmm. and we had podcast that we really liked that we wanted to like sort of take certain elements from Mm -hmm. because it worked really well and we really enjoyed it yeah it's been (gasps) making sure that everything was set up correctly because one of the biggest things when we started was sound quality and family friendly of course but the sound quality thing is just like well if we're going to do this we have to invest in this we have to invest in this we have to do all this setup for the podcast and it's really helped us grow in the techno technological world <laughs> to learn how to edit things especially zeb's been taking on the editing which he's done amazing and i mean he's never done it before i've dabbled it with a little bit in college but that was about it and trying to what's, what's ta- gain yeah. what's this what's that <laughs> and i've tackled the social media world which has been a learning experience too that's been I didn't realize Crazy. how important networking was. I think that's one of the biggest things is networking because that's even helped me in my normal job as an electrician is networking with other people, like-minded people, to further advance your your skills. Right, and I'm a communication major, so it sort of came into what I'm studying, but it was a whole other thing to get hands-on experience. Um. What about our pregame rituals? 
I know before we didn't have any like rituals or anything, but we'd sit and talk for like an hour and a half or so before we actually started. <laughs> Wasted a whole session. Which, yeah, which now that we actually have, as funny as it is, we're on timers now. Like we got, okay, once everybody gets here, we have 20 minutes before we start. So I guess that's kind of like a, a little pregame ritual. We get all our wiggles out. A little dance. We usually we usually <laughs> sing a song. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't tell songs. you how many lots like songs. cut songs Elsie and I have sung mm-hmm. like in our. <laughs> yes. I think that's probably mm-hmm. Elsie's pregame ritual. Is there's always at least one. Well, song. you guys are always talking about like football and like all this stuff, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm gonna sing. <laughs> so. I mean, before the por- podcast, we're all friends. I mean, and so right. yes, you know, sometimes we're getting together only once a month just because of life. You know, half of us have kids. We've all got full time jobs. You know, we're we've got things going on outside the podcast. So I mean, a lot of it for us is getting together and just catching up. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't right. tell you how many conversations I've had with some of these guys here about this week's episode of Star Wars or, you know, Boba Fett or, <laughs> or, you know, whatever's coming up this week or, you know, what we did and, you know, stuff. So it's just, I think that's a lot of it for us as well as just that opportunity to or just stuff, yeah, unwind yeah. a little bit. and and It's our sort of escapism. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Right. Yeah. And the food. And, and food. Ooh, <laughs> we food. have potluck every time we meet. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a ritual thing, right? We oh, get yeah, together. We it's our, it's our, our mid mid game ritual. I didn't yeah. realize. We usually record an episode and then we'll feast. <laughs> I didn't realize before we started doing the podcast though, like how much we actually ate like oh. during D&D until we're like, nope, we can't do it until specific times. And then I'm like, you're like, but the food I, smells so good. I don't want to do it. Just always eat. <laughs> just always munching. Yeah, we that's what we do when we don't record is just always have something munching on, especially yeah. drinks. I remember when we... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at this oh, one. Yeah. I'm really all bad about at to this go one. There. Yeah. Uh, I'm not allowed to open or have beverages unless it's got a straw. <laughs> <laughs> because I just sit there and I go... <laughs> <laughs> not only that, it goes <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> Just like that. So I've, I've been banned from certain things. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Just during recording. The mic etiquette, too, right? You yeah. have to be We've close, learned so much. Yeah. Close to the mic. And I never realized how loud I breathe. <laughs> Me too. Seb, I'm sure, can attest. He's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of little things, like, with the editing that you get. Like, some people swallow really loud, too. Ooh, and so the mic, who? even if we're that close up to the mic, like, the mic will pick that up. So sometimes I've got to look and kind of re-edit that. David mentioned the breathing. Um, like Or us s- loud laughers over here. Right. <laughs> loud laughter. Sometimes that people have, like, small ticks. To where they like tap the table or like I shake my leg a lot, oh. and sometimes even that, that can kind of get in because it starts shaking like the mic and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. trying to learn to adjust with some of those things, and that's just what I pick up when I'm when I'm recording is, it's been interesting. <laughs> when you have pull out tables on Lifetime tables Plastic. when you're recording on, you know, you hear a lot of things. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's echo. something else too. Like we. A lot of people who do D&B podcasts and stuff like that, they still sit around one table. We have, like, <laughs> four, four different four tables. tables that we sit at. Mm-hmm. Not like. We have four different tables. Okay, we have 
four tables and then one in the center. In the center so it's got all the doodads on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. five tables. Yeah. That's a lot to work around too. But just out of swinging distance, so if one somebody gets mad, they can't hit the other person. Well, at first it was COVID <laughs> distance. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh. But that's why Zeb's at his own table is because we're really scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and David. He <laughs> also has the smallest table. <laughs> <laughs> um, something we all we're also all very religious. If you've listened to the What We Are About episode, mm-hmm. we also pray before we record. It helps calm our nerves and just helps us f- get in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps me. It helps to me like, too. Okay, this is we're doing this for fun. We're doing this for a purpose to bring family-friendly content in a world that doesn't necessarily believe in family-friendly content. Yeah, that does. Well, I think, but I we mean, have found a lot of family-friendly people out there. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to our fans. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. Were you going to say something, Becky? No, I was just going to say it's not necessarily not as family friendly. It's just hard to find that content out there because there's a lot of things that everybody finds differently that's entertaining. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. a couple of us have like... All divided into factions. There's like kid-friendly and then there's like mid kid friendly, like you know the older, the older kids. kids, and then it jumps to everybody, which is what we're trying to hit, like eight and up. And then there's adult, and that adult content yeah. is like growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just like, what about everybody? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we want to watch something with our kids because it's not like we have a lot of adult time where we can just watch <laughs> adult shows <laughs> that's true i don't know the last time that i watched an adult show that my one of my kids was like oh can i change this <laughs> no do you know how much i've watched for you just just give me this 20 minutes right? please yeah our little daughter mary would just always go 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 Coco Melon. Coco Melon. Oh, we don't watch Coco Melon. No. <laughs> can, can I? Can Daddy watch his Star Wars, please, without being interrupted, please? <laughs> Every oh. two seconds. Yeah. No. And ours is like when we put on Star Wars, it's like, oh, again. It's true. It's true. R two D tour. But Elsie <laughs> and I, and I, I'm sure a few of the others, have really good memories of watching movies with the family. Yeah. And then discussing it afterwards and like making analogies and all sorts of well, things. We did that a ton, Elsie and I, give growing each up. Other characters. Oh, we and would. We'd assign each the, other uh, characters. The the flirty short one is what usually was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what it I sound was. like Boudreaux, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the guy from Hercules? Phil. Phil. Oh, it was Phil. And then the candle from Beauty and Lumiere. the Beast. And like all of those. As we would, we would assign each other characters. We would even sometimes role play, like, <laughs> with toys and stuff. So, awkward. Like, they do that for, like, the kids' shows and whatnot. Like, uh, they watch... What's the one? They were they... playing Bluey just yesterday. Oh, yeah, oh Bluey. Bluey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunny bunnies. Yeah. They're like, this is me. And they sign, like, each of us in the house a different bunny. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, look what Dad did. And I'm like... Oh, you're not even. Ha- oh, you're talking about. Blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next question. Hang on, I got one pregame ritual oh, here. Yeah. So every time before, like I have like four or five different sets of like plastic dice that I oh, have, yeah. and so 
I always pull out one and I roll the D20. And if it rolls bad, then I get another set out just to make <laughs> sure that I'm rolling well before the before the before we start playing. That's true. Maybe I should do, do that. that. Except for I think I'd curse all my dice. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no dice rolls well for me. Anyway. Yeah. Those um, who've been following the podcast, you know that Henley doesn't roll very well. Mm-mm. That's not just Henley. That's Abby. That's me. <laughs> Every Any that game I play in. That's me. That I I always roll. Everybody horrible. we play here. Use these dice. Use these dice. And same thing. Well, and the <laughs> thing was when they too. would uh-huh. roll them after that, they would never roll well. I am the dice cursor. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I forgot another thing we do. We do do a mic check, which kind of goes into yes. both of those questions. And sometimes we come up with really funny stuff. In our mic checks. That's where, that's where a lot of the songs tend to come from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where they come. I, I don't, don't do anything funny. I always have a party break time. before we start. TMI, LC, TMI. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I have like one after every single session. Because <laughs> you drink lots of water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question. So it's from Jonathan and Jessica at Mythical Mystery Games on Twitter. They ask how much plot or story arc is planned by the DM ahead of time. I know people often prefer less railroaded campaigns to play in, but do you still feel that way when it comes to producing podcasts? Yeah, David, how do you feel? (laughs) I know when I first started, like five years ago, has it been five years, six years, give or take? About five, because Linda's almost five. Okay. So about five years ago, I was very railroady because I was just like, I need, I need you guys to do this because I want this to happen. Wait, no. Hey, no. Back over here. Back over here and trying to get all the players back over there. But definitely with the podcast, I've learned to just let things go. That's been one of the hardest things for me because I've spent so much time and effort planning out the plot he has like 30 pages of notes. <laughs> I do. I overplan things a lot, but I've definitely scaled back the last couple times that we've recorded because I realize even though I have something planned, we're I not can... going to follow it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't have to use it now. I can use it later. I can throw it in later. My players will never know that this was supposed to happen. They do something else. Okay, I'll just sit on this and I'll throw it in later. That's one thing I really like about being the DM is that I can recycle stuff. I can, and the players will never know. You guys know now, but (laughs) but the we'll still never know when it happens. Exactly, you'll never know when it was supposed to be, but it was meant to be. So, (laughs) so to that question, no, he has stuff planned, but it's not railroady here. But on top of that, I do have an overall arch. How we get to A from A to B, I don't know. It really did dictates on the decisions of the players. I try and focus on their needs, what kind of game they want to play, and I th- sprinkle in plot points to get us on that track. David is like a master of foreshadowing. If you're caught up and want to start re-listening, you will see the buildup. It is really cool. I just re-listened to the episodes, even though I used to help with the editing process. I don't anymore. But like re-listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, David was hinting at this and this and 
oh my goodness just my mind was blown <laughs> and a lot of those are accidental too, too. <laughs> that's what's wonderful <laughs> well one I'm genius one great thing <laughs> exactly i didn't do that I'm, like, one, yes, I'm so smart one great thing about recording your your sessions dms out there you can go back and re-listen and like, ooh, I said this. Now I can tie on tie in this plot point later on. Yeah, because we started recording our sessions just on like a little recorder prior to even doing the podcast, just because it was easier that way for for David. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. what was said? What did I actually say that, or did I just think that really really hard? It also really helps you become a better DM because you actually hear what you what you do. Right. There's been a lot of things I've been like. I shouldn't have done that. Let's re- redo it. Because a lot of times, DMs, this is a good, and even players, be okay with your mistakes. Be okay with your flaws. Because they're just building points. They don't make you any better or worse. There's just something you got to focus on and be, be better at. I have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. So I, you've all listened to Henley during the tournament, right? Well, we recorded most of that all in one night. And that's like four or five critical fails that was really, really hard for me. I was having a bad mental health day and it just threw me over the edge. And as a person, I really like to be helpful. And I wasn't the opposite <laughs> of helpful that night. It made for really great entertainment afterwards, but during that session was so hard. And I, David and I did not want to listen to those episodes. No, that was the previous. I don't know. No, it was those episodes. I don't think any of us wanted to listen to those episodes for some time. We were so overcome with our failure. I don't know what you're talking about. I was perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I did. I was just uh, flirting with Elsie over here. (laughs) Episode 25, 26, and 27 that just dropped. Like, those were hard episodes. For us as people. Like, it was just really hard. Because like it didn't turn out how we did, but but you learn from it and you you know you roll on and I think that's one of the things that that Dave does really really well is he's he adapts and part of, yeah one of the funnest things I like to do at the end is just you know converse even if it's over the next couple of days after we're done recording is just talk to him about how things went and how he thinks the session went because it's fun to hear. Yeah, I had 15 I pages of notes and we went through three <laughs> and you guys were supposed to go right and you went left and then backwards some, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going to make it work, you know, and, and, and so, you know, part of, I think, you know, and I see it with Dave a lot is, is that communication with your players and that adaptability. You know, if we've ever had issues, I know there's one particular thing just recently in the tournament that I was a little disgruntled about because you know you know is and um dave's always open for those communication you know we sat down and i said hey look why didn't this happen you know because i'd asked about it a couple times i'd i'd done all when you were talking when roscoe was talking to the duke yeah when roscoe was making his little plea to the duke and stuff and he wanted to roll dice so i really wanted to roll because i hadn't rolled for a minute you know and i was trying (laughs) to you know i was doing this really emotional speech And, and you know i was like dave's like no and we moved on, and I'm like, why can't I even roll? But he explained Well, and it. I think you pre-rolled, and you rolled really high. I did pre-roll. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Tisk, I was tisk, like, that's tisk. a good roll. Come on, let me use it. <laughs> right, and that's – I do want to give you guys that opportunities to roll, and I've been trying to do that more. And so the audience knows, because I know we talked about it, the reason why I didn't have Roscoe roll for – to persuade the Duke is because I had already decided the Duke is not going to go with it. He don't care. He don't care. And so – that. That was hard for me because I was just like, you could see the players like, 
Please let this work. Please let this work. Yeah, I'm running out like, of options here. Yeah. But I, I mean, and so just things like that, it's great to know that, you know, because I do a lot of redditing. You know, I'm on Reddit a lot. I'm on multiple. A lot. Um, <laughs> He's always sending us in our chat. Reddit and TikTok. I, I follow like three dozen different subreddits or, you know, TikTokers <laughs> and oh stuff all about um, Dungeons and Dragons. And there's a lot of people out there right now complaining that, well, my DM doesn't explain, he doesn't listen, he doesn't do this, or vice versa for the players. The players have to be just as respectable. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a game, and it's that's at the end of the well, day, it's a game. Well, yeah. and remember this that, game is been. all about communication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have a problem or a question, talk to your DM, please, because they're like, oh, I didn't realize, or here's the reason why. Welcome to every sort of... Healthy life. relationship you'll ever have in the rest yeah. of your life. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. triple cool check. <laughs> the cool thing about the Duke thing is that it may not have worked out, but David didn't just block us off after that. He gave us doorways, multiple actually, to go yeah. through. Yeah, that's he what didn't those just block four, us. the next four episodes are going to be about. And they're intense. Oh my. <laughs> Back Drama. To that. Yeah. Back to that question, though. I think that, like, not necessarily like super railroady campaigns, but you can also give your players like a gentle nudge. There's mm. options and you can throw, okay, like, okay, well, this is plan A, this is plan B. I can throw both of them in front of them. And if they go in plan C, cool. I can just decide to nudge them in a certain way that's still going to benefit them later on or get me where I need them to go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you're anything like me, a couple nudges might uh, actually uh, let the... Light bulb go off. Yeah. Light bulb. A couple angry texts. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get those quite often. <laughs> like, why didn't you heal me? I didn't. I didn't. Oh yeah, it. we we all like to tease Elsie that she's uh, the cleric, but she doesn't heal. Yeah, I just, I'm not good at hint dropping. Just tell me. <laughs> That's okay. I'm what? the barbarian that doesn't know how to barbarian. <laughs> When you say, ouch, that hurt, and you look at the cleric, yeah. and, she and goes, she's like, can uh, I poison someone? <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. that's not what I said, but okay, go for sure, it. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> so um, we'll do this, ne- this question next. This is from Isaac from Drawings and Dragons on Twitter, who did our lovely fan art of Solemn the Chaos Bard. <laughs> and... He asked, how did you all get into Dungeons and Dragons? Well, I can tell you this. David and I started this brawl, at least for the group here. (laughs) Yeah, for the majority. We started with a bunch of Abby's friends. Yeah, from high school. About five years ago. Yeah, and we fell in love with it. And then about a year later, David started Dungeons and Dragons in Kel-Eth. Yes. And that's when I started when he started that very first campaign, that's when I played my first character. Um, We've actually started to meet some of those characters, which has been fun. Yeah, it has been. Mara was my first character in Keleth. Mm-hmm. Not sure we're going to meet mine because the campaign actually <laughs> ended after he died. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some really intense stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, name dropped Drusilla mm-hmm. was another. Was also in that first. Mm-hmm. That episode is coming up. Mm-hmm, it's coming. <laughs> um, my not necessarily with D and D, but just like, like, in player or in person role playing stuff. Um, was I probably nagged her a lot. Little. No, 
I mean, so like when I was little, um, my sister, my, my oldest sister is like 12 years older than me. So my oldest sister was married to a guy whose cousin used to come over and I used to babysit their kids while they were doing their role play game. And when I just sat down one time, I was like, I'm going to be an elf. And so they made me an elf. And I just remember that I was stuck in a prison cell and broke my arm trying to clothesline some dude and that was like my first introduction <laughs> to <laughs> like I had no idea how the game worked because I was like 12 yeah. <laughs> and that was like my first actual experience with mm. that type of stuff but my sisters and um, her husband at the time also worked up at a um, medieval reenactment oh. so I kind of got that a little bit too so it's a little bit different but still that's like Rather live action role play larping. Yeah, that yeah. is that that is. But then I came and I sat with the probably like five or six sessions yeah. with you guys before. Uh, oh, it took a lot of convincing. It took a lot. The only reason I even started playing was because Evan had forgot his character sheet at home and he'd ran home to go get it and then they're like, do you want to just create a character? I want you to know that there was some evil maniacal planning between oh, Abby probably. and Oh, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> so much. But I hate drop so much. We multiple times <laughs> that we needed to get you involved. Yeah, and then David ended up not liking that character very much because he found her soapbox. <laughs> I'm just not a very confrontational person, and that character was just always in my always. face. And I was like, I just... She was the epitome of a devil's advocate. It didn't matter what it was. She would play the opposite. <laughs> well, and a lot of the time with that particular character, it didn't matter what she believed because she was all about the pursuit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it was why you believe that. So I'm going to take the opposite stance. So that way you have to think about why you believe that. That it, way I can figure it out. It was fun, but <laughs> challenging. I'm sure it was really challenging. <laughs> and if we'd ever gotten farther with that particular character outside of that it probably the soapbox would have been dropped real quick it was definitely growing in a in a, in, that in is a one peculiar thing. sort of way mm. <laughs> that is one thing that i really enjoy about dungeons and dragons is seeing the character growth like seeing you guys from where you were episode one and all the little information we knew about your characters to now mm-hmm. it's an amazing growth and seeing the different characteristics that you guys wanted to focus on actually coming out to piggyback on that is another question from isaac how do you all go about coming up with your characters (laughs) i never got an answer (laughs) i also would like to answer them Uh, uh, evan sorry so i started playing DD in high school But, okay, sorry, I'll stop being aggressive. But, um, <laughs> all right, Boudreaux, come down. <laughs> but, um, with my friends, but I was like nervous about it. And it was just, when you role play, a lot of you comes out mm-hmm. that people don't see mm-hmm. or that you don't even know sometimes. Yeah. 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 But, so I started with my friends, but I really did start playing with Abby and David in a family campaign. So, not with these lovely people, but me, David, and my And we started Abby off family. with Minds of Fandelver. Was yes. fun, yeah. That was actually my yeah. jump into DM is DMing for the family campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was creating the friends campaign. I just needed to, I need to try this out first, see if I like it. Yeah, so that's how I started D and D. Now like, we can go. We were all friends except for Elsie, who was family. But I had never met Elsie prior mm-hmm. to. No, I think I met you once, I like don't in passing. Remember this. <laughs> 
That's not saying much. You don't remember a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> it was true. Pre-mission, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Evan. Um, so, I'm a little bit of a tricky story. <laughs> I started when they started Kaleth five years, four or five years ago. Correct, yeah. But... Yeah, you had the beginning with the tournament. I, yeah, I, I did a couple rounds there, but life was just hectic in work and stuff. And so I kind of dropped out of that one. And then I started their next campaign when that one ended. We started another one. And that's where my new character, my old character, Jakaris, was started. And you hear about him throughout this one. Um, and even then, I didn't make all the sessions. But this one, I mean, I really... I'm proud to say that I've really enjoyed this session and I've been here <laughs> and I'm glad that I can make it work. We um, we're happy to, even though you're late every time. Okay. <laughs> not, not every time. Hey, there was hey, one, one time where we were the first ones okay. here. Thank you. <laughs> one time. Right. We're like, oh, we didn't expect you so early. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, early it's two o'clock and they're really? here. What is this? <laughs> we set the time yeah. early. They come on time. Mm. But now they know. Uh, so We'll have you know that it's like always the children as we're trying we're trying to leave for like 25 minutes out the door <laughs> that's just children and we there's were, usually a train oh yeah two. sometimes there's a train <laughs> we were ready today to walk out the door at 140 my parents were there we're ready i'd already loaded stuff into the car and the next thing you know they're all independently going up to mom one at a time yeah after saying, can i have a sandwich after i put all the stuff away each time like i'll like so like reagan went up our oldest went up and she's like can i have a sandwich and so they pulled the stuff out and they made the sandwich and i'm sitting there like we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> and then they put the stuff away and then thea's like i want a sandwich too and she's our middle and so they they did that and then our youngest our three-year-old was like i want a sandwich and so you know becky made him a sandwich and she's like no i want a piece of ham and then he ended up wanting a hot dog so, and so you know, it and i'm just like we gotta go and that's pretty much the like what i was saying during the entire time i was making sandwiches like i don't have time for this guys i gotta leave grandma and papa are here you can ask them for food they'll get you food it's not like you're starving yeah yeah. That's what happens every single time. <laughs> okay, we're going to go around the table and do this next question. Last one from Isaac. What was all your favorite moments so far? And I just want one moment. Oh, oh one moment. I've got mine. I've got mine. Okay. My favorite moment was with Fenrir writing the letter to oh. Willow. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I didn't expect it to be so amazing. So Thank you. That was my favorite. Fender still has that letter, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it has not been Boudreaux sent. doesn't know, but thank <laughs> you. I think my favorite moment is with uh, Robert. And, oh. you guys, and you guys are trying to explain I who love Robert. Li <laughs> oh my gosh. Explain who Lila Garatha is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun with moments. that. That oh. was beautiful. We were so sad when we listened back to the recording, and it's like... Couldn't hear David. We're like, no. no. My cable went out. Mm -hmm. That was probably one of my favorite moments. Okay, my favorite moment is from the episodes we recorded last time when David was playing an NPC and he was flirting with Henley. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. Okay. My husband does not flirt very well in the first place. So the fact that he was flirting with my character was like so awkward, not just because I was Hanley, but like because he just 
doesn't flirt in that way <laughs> and it's hilarious i've seen dave flirt many times well he it's flirts true. with curtis he, curtis yes <laughs> one of our other I'm, friends i'm better at yeah. flirting with men <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's because you know that nothing's gonna happen there nothing's gonna be taken that, that's right <laughs> who's curtis he's a friend he's a friend of ours a high, oh, school okay. friend. From high, high school, school. Yeah. yeah junior okay. high friend zebediah so my favorite moment probably would be, and would be Fenrir staying at the top of the Ankeg layer. Oh, oh. I was so mad. We were all so mad. There. Yes. It also kind of plays into the very first question that was asked: is if I could go back and do something. I had a thought later on after we were there. It's like, man, I should have like use had Fenrir use his bow to take out some of the smaller creatures in there mm. and so some of them would have been falling and maybe as a foreshadowing to that but that was probably my well and the thing so is, is none Dude. of us knew that he was actually going to come back so when he came back it was literally like <gasps> he's I was so here happy at that we were point, so, but I was so excited <laughs> I'm still mad <laughs> <laughs> And it's been part of the campaign all the time, right? Yeah. Everybody says, like, well, you always disappear. <laughs> no, everybody always disappears. Everybody, you're right. But yeah, everybody we can't use that disappears. anymore against Henley. Yeah. Hey, everybody disappears, I not just me. Mine firm. was just the most dramatic <laughs> and traumatic. I've never run away. You did. I have walked away time. and left a trail of where I was at. You just run away. All of you. I think the closest Shame. that oh my gosh, that, dramatic. <laughs> the closest that Boudreaux's ever ran away is when he, after the morning after you were drunk, he went after. <laughs> oh yeah, went to go Okay, never mind. You have a point. That's the. I think that's the only. But time he was on the look, like he was looking for somebody. He did tell no, you guys where I'm going right. to go find Lila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a favorite spot. I don't have one. Is it oh, when? no, I do. I do. Oh, dang it. So. Is it the carrot? That's no. what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. No. Maybe Lila's, but not mine. Uh, no, mine is actually the skunk story. Oh. But yeah. everybody's like yeah. awkward reaction to that. That was an <laughs> awesome introduction to like. I think to Lila and her background. I love that. Yeah. I think that's like episode one or two, right? Yeah. yeah. Episode really, one. really. I was like, and I remember saying, David, can I tell a story? And he's like, sure. And then they had no idea like what was going to happen. And that's when <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah. Evan, did you say one? Um, no, not yet. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've got a couple of them, but I think the most entertaining for me, at least, was when we were doing the, um, the back and forth. No, well, I mean, yes, the the banter with Robert about who Lila Groth is is definitely up there. <laughs> um, but I I think the one that just is you know character development that I've really enjoyed is the um, the fight with the goblins when we were escorting oh, the horses. Yes, just because I was learning my character still there, you know, in, in his subclass and everything a little bit, and I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, and I blew up half the army. And oh, <laughs> that was amazing, and the solemn. Um, and Quill scene after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, <laughs> still one of my favorites. That was <laughs> a fun one to it record. Was fun. I was so oh, mad yeah. about that because of, like, that's, like, the one of the few times where I was, like, 
I need to get something long range for my character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm useless. Can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, you could have just done what just I did. Just trust your ranger and fighter, okay? <laughs> just jump off a horse and hope I you know, catch I know, but you know me. I got to interject oh, yeah. myself in everything. True. <laughs> okay, next question. Why do you create content? What drives you? So we kind of talk about this in what we're about. We'll reiterate. Mm-hmm. And even we talked about it a little bit during this. Oh, and this question is from Jacob from Nunya, USA. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a lovely place. <laughs> we should visit sometime. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest reason is just to get family-friendly content out there. And because we love doing this. Like, this is, it doesn't feel like a job. This is something that we get, it gives us an excuse to come together as friends and just play. And it's just a bonus that we get to record it and share it with everybody. Because, yes, we could just get around the table and meet every week. But we also love spreading our creative wings and learning new skills. It's been an adventure and really life-changing almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, me, oh, Zeb. I was waiting to go around the table, but mm, sorry. I'll just jump in. Just jump in, Zeb. Um, That's the rest <laughs> of us So as far as like, why do I create it? We've alluded to it as far as the family friendly stuff, but it's amazing. And, um, what it, how it's translated with what we've done here and like communication and just understanding like people, what I've been able to translate into my job mm-hmm. as a, a physical therapist and as well as like it's it really is just it's a good it's something to put on the calendar that you kind of look forward to each month mm-hmm. that yeah you know what yeah we get to we get to go we get to come together as friends and kind of hang out and and you know just have a good time we find out things about each other that we didn't know otherwise like i don't know mm-hmm. how long it would have taken us to find out that you were dating somebody and then married somebody also um zeb sort of alluded to this but um podcasting and dungeons and dragons in general has helped us grow and teach us how to be better people and yeah. especially better communicators yeah especially mm-hmm. like i think recording that that's something that you, we've had to do more because we have to do with we have to work more with theater of the mind. We can't really do a whole lot physically here because we have to make sure that everybody understands it. Yeah, we can't do minis here. because we'd be getting up and down and the chair noise would be ridiculous. Well, and then we'd just end up saying, and I want to move it there or I want to protect right. this one. And then they would have no idea. The listeners would have no idea what's going on, really. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did they move? Yeah, so... Tony Stark, if you're out there, we need a holographic table, please. Yeah, uh, yeah. can I have a Jarvis? That'd be great. (laughs) That'd be that'd be fantastic. (laughs) Um, Everyone, good with that question? Yep. Yep. Okay. Around the table, who is your favorite NPC? (gasps) Willow. (laughs) Willow's good. Uh, Mine is Crazy Miss Conquest. Like going back and forth between the two. That's my favorite because I love to watch David switch between the two. (laughs) And like the first time he's like, it's so hard to play. I was like, like what? Like two different people, David? Yeah. Yeah, And I just loved how easy he flipped it too. But I think that also speaks to how good of an after David can be. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because as somebody who plays two different people, sometimes it's not easy to do that. (laughs) Oh, I've been thinking. He's got his 
He's got uh, his thinking fingers. I'll jump in here. I'm debating between two. I actually am kind of a fan of Mendrick, and his story, it seems like, mm. is... Uh, I don't know if it's wrapping <laughs> up or getting to a point, but he's he's been one of my favorite NPCs, as well as... Um, oh, the name is just... Uh, Robert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Bumpkin. I'm going to have to go with Robert. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves Robert. I'm sorry, Robert, but... Mara, I'm biased. I do really love Mara too, but you know, I played her in another campaign. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Robert would be mine too. <laughs> I just love playing Robert. Robert. It's just so much fun. I know originally Abby did not. Oh, like I Robert. hated Robert. <laughs> David would practice the voice at night reading stories to our kids, and I'm like, don't do that again. I hate that. <laughs> I don't think you hated Robert so much as just the. The voice for him. Uh, the voice for Robert. It, thank you. But no. the characterization of Robert sold me on the voice. Well, I recorded you when he was playing Robert. <laughs> we might have to release those with uh, with it because oh you can goodness. see it in her face. She's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> right now. I also took my shirt and covered my head. <laughs> A couple of times, yep. And like when you play Robert, you just bounce every single time. <laughs> yeah, he's bouncing in his chair. <laughs> but I think that's part of it, just to get into the character, because like the rhythm of his voice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Definitely helps doing some kind of action. I'm very, I'm one that likes to talk with my hands, mm-hmm. and it's been hard not to be a, having a mic in front of my face. I can't talk with my hands very well because you'll be hitting it. It's true. Yeah. But, like, with the voice acting and stuff like that, like, if you watch, like, when they record and stuff like that, they get so into character still. So that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun. Another question from Coldick Steelskin on Twitter, because I don't think I said his name. Um, who, sorry. Yeah. Who would you love to kill in your D&D world? I did not. Um. Hmm. Anybody. I'm... Uh, a barbarian <laughs> outside of you know the group, and sometimes Garatha wants to kill Boudreaux just to <gasps> sim- simply because Lila has a crush on him and she wants to get rid of that. So, <laughs> get rid of the distraction, but you don't, yeah, know that. but she doesn't ever work on it. No, it's fine. <laughs> just sometimes, so like when you don't wash your hands, it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna kill <laughs> I think the Duke is probably on my list. Yeah, the you want to kill the Duke, the Duke, mm, okay, Mendrick. <laughs> Trying to think who's wronged me. Someone like on the street or Your something. Your dad. Besides Garatha. <gasps> we, no, I don't want to kill my dad. No, oh. no, the guy that like kind of was rude to you about the bathhouse. <gasps> yeah, let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that poor tavern keeper. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> dead. Yeah, he'll come back in another life as a bug. It's fine. Yeah. Or it won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, Zebediah? I'm, th- I'm trying to think. The only person coming to my mind at the moment is the second robber. Oh, oh. the robber that was behind Boudreaux? He had the little gnome robber that oh. ended up... Was he a gnome? I thought the first the one was a gnome. That ended up dying. And then there was another robber there away. also who was who was. Oh, yeah, he there, got away. Who kind of like... I kind of picture him as like he's like the leader guy of that. And the gnome was just kind of like... A secondhand man, and so that whole maybe situation could have been avoided with him just being taken dying, out. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it's it's brought a it's brought along a really good story arc as well. So it's not mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of cool. 
Another question from Cold Steel Skin. If, okay, one thing you would like to change about your character, if there is anything. Uh, my constant crush on Boudreaux. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> but I can't change it now, so I'm dedicated. <laughs> why, why would you want to get rid of that? <laughs> It's entertaining, but at the same Very time, sometimes it's awkward flirting with you. <laughs> what? What? I don't know if there's anything I'd change about Henley. I just wish I could sometimes play Henley a little better. Mm. Like, I'm generally like a leader type person and take charge. And some and, and Henley, mm-hmm. though she has that potential, is not that person right now. <laughs> but sometimes I. I get into my Abby head and not my Henley head. So, <laughs> along those same lines, no, um, after you, <laughs> it's it's the same thing with with Fenrir and myself. Like, I actually partially picked Fenrir, and because I'm trying to be more, I guess, open in communication and coming up with things like kind of on the spot. Because I I tend to withdraw and just think about things more so and I'm trying to be more like Fenrir in the regards of just trying to say like just going going with things off the cuff and things like that and so um, I wish I could play that better with Fenrir and get that across um, in yeah just for him as a character I know that's one of the things that Evan and I were talking about when you said you were going to play a bard I was like I said I'm gonna play a bard. Yeah. <laughs> like how? What? Right. Like, is he just gonna be more like a scribe and then like rarely share stories? Because there are those type of bards too. But the, the, their big thing is performing. I do wish that he would have kept his voice though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that, was so good. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, dang it. <laughs> my, my favorite part of. Zeb's bardom is um, trying to guess where his references are coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is fun. And I love the fact that you don't play your typical bard. Bard, yeah. I love that you are more of the the storyteller and stuff like that, rather than let's just sing and dance all the time. Because there, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. But I love the fact that you're just like, let me tell you this awesome story. This is a family-friendly show. Think about Dungeons it, like, and Dragons typical bard or a bard in IRL? Yeah, no, not like, not like a real-life bard or like the ones that you see played in like right. movies and stuff like that. But when you think of a, a D&D type of bard, most of the time it's a lot of, here, let me get an instrument and let me sing for you or let me entertain you that way. His is like, oh, let me tell you this awesome story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then really if an like instrument that. is needed, I can add it in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I do really like that. I think for for me, for Roscoe, really the only thing I would change is hammering down how I wanted to play my character. Because um, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, I had something set up and I was playing it this way and stuff. And then out of the blue, luckily, I have a very generous DM who <laughs> allowed me to make some altercations and stuff. So it changed things, but it, it made it. I mean, and I wouldn't change it. I love the way I'm playing him and stuff, but it would starting from beginning, you know, and learning from the start how to play that character and stuff. But, I mean, Roscoe's Roscoe. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, my character was supposed to be completely different, and David told me no a lot, and I was like, okay, fine. We'll land on this. It was that communication, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
trying to understand where where both of us was coming from. She was supposed to be a lot more crazy murder hobo, but <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm not having a murder hobo. <laughs> He's like, I'm not really comfortable with this, <laughs> but we can do this instead. I'm like, all right, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> and I was mad about it for a minute, but he, Evan, can tell you that. But <laughs> I really like her now. Good. Yeah, I I don't think I would change. I'm try. I was trying to think of something I would change for Boudreaux, but honestly. I really love Boudreaux. <laughs> and like fun. the only thing I can even think of, and I still can't say I want to change it, is sometimes with this cooking, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it's kind of hard, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could do it better. So one of those things, like you have this character that has amazing stats. Yeah. But then you're like, I can't play a person with intelligence of 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do. That's my charisma and mm-hmm. why I never use it. I actually have a really good charisma, but I, <laughs> I'm not charismatic. Yeah. yeah. I'm just bad at everything. The <laughs> dice fail me every time. No <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Another question from cold steel skin. What magic item would you give your character? <gasps> I'm quite partial to bags of holding. But a really fancy bow would be nice, too. <laughs> or a fancy quiver that, like, you know, unlimited arrows, but it also it's once a day gives quiver. you... <laughs> that once a day maybe gives you, like, a special ability. That would be cool. I'm thinking. I don't know magical <laughs> items that well, but I was thinking something with a gator would be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> something or something like I could poison people. Oh yeah. Maybe like a gator figurine that you throw it at people and it like gators onto their head. Gator <laughs> gator ninja stars. They <laughs> 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 just clamp on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like covered in little gator bites. <laughs> and then I'll be like, "See you later, gator." <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's go to someone else. <laughs> Zeb. How about you over there? I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> Magical items. Magical oh, items. Item yes. So uh, for me, it would have to do something with like a dragon. Like I, like some sort of mystical creature, like something that could like summon a dragon or. It makes sense um, considering you asked one time if your, your mount could be a dragon. Yeah. Or like have a mount, like a small mounting dragon. I've actually been looking through Fizzbane's and there actually is a ranger character that actually can summon a dragon. And so um, yeah. that's probably going to be my next character or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Specifically for that end goal? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my dragon. So if it had to be a magical item, it would be, maybe it would be something that was imbued with like a dragon's Soul. either flame that I could use or like a, or... Maybe some sort of like uh, armor <laughs> that had, was made out of like dragon that had that was able to turn me into like a dragon egg or something to have my AC skyrocket or something like that. That would be cool. cool. Let's something just like make him a wizard. Dragon heartstring core uh, wand. We got you. <laughs> Done. There you go. <laughs> 11 and a half inches long <laughs> and surprisingly swishy. <laughs> Made of hardwood. <laughs> Squishy hardwood. <laughs> no, swishy. Swishy. Oh, swishy. I thought you said squishy. I swish and play. I was like, squishy. a squishy, like he's flying around with a noodle wand? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a floppy a noodle. <laughs> I got to do this at the right time or something very bad were going to happen. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Oh, it's a cursed one. It's it's a cursed one. Super powerful. You use it one very... time and it turns into a little noodle. <laughs> very hard to aim. <laughs> what about you, Evan? Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> we broke Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giggling away from the mic? <laughs> yeah, we all just giggle into it. <laughs> it's because he has that squeaky laugh. It? <laughs> yeah, and mine sounds like a hyena. Which <laughs> I sound like a witch. <laughs> I sound weird. Evan? I kind of want, like, I think it'd be fun to have, like, those Assassin Creed style hidden wrist blades because I'm a halfling and so I could, like, you know, share spaces with people and then mm. shank them. Like a metal bender, <gasps> like you know how they could get be their magic. little inch. That'd yeah. be cool. It could be magic. It could be you know poison them too or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Mm. Stealing my vibe, my dude. I'm sorry. I won't poison anybody ever. <laughs> um, it could Jeez. freeze them. It could place. freeze Poke them. Poke them and then they stuck for they a turn. Turn into a little oh. quick right, sub zero. Petrified. Petrified. Oh. Uh, I don't really, I don't know. There's not really a magical item that I think really super fits my characters that's already in D&D. Mm. As a, as a together unit. Right. Okay, because I, like, don't think gator ninja stars are No, in. no, I was just trying, I was <laughs> trying to think of one, and I've been trying to think of it for a while. Magical Like one that's actually there, like, pre-created. Mm-hmm. But I think something that like maybe they could have like an on-off switch where like if Lila really doesn't want Garatha button in and like taking over. <laughs> oh yeah. A mute button. Yeah, and like she close the door, put her in another room, and she has no idea what's going on because like they they have no privacy. I mean, think about mm, that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even like marriages, you have your own private thoughts. They have no privacy. Everything's back and forth. Yeah. So if there's like a door they could shut and not button. share some stuff or see some things. Yeah. The, the conversations awesome. that her, that Lila and Garatha have about Boudreaux, I'm sure are pretty interesting. If you want to see them, I have some of them typed out. <laughs> what? We'll save it for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I type out all their conversations back and forth. So after like, I guess that's one of my rituals, getting okay. back to that. Like, But it's not pre-game. It's like afterwards. We record... Mm. And after, like, that first or second edit, before it's actually posted, I'll go through and I'll type stuff out. So that way it doesn't, something doesn't get in that didn't make the cut. Mm. There you go. And then I'll have, and then I have a different group where I'll say, okay, this is what happened that involves my characters. And then this is what they thought individually. And this is the arguments that they had. Nice. It's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. I wish I could do stuff like that. That's why I record things so I can remember. Because I, <laughs> yes. I hate taking notes. And then sometimes I reread them. I'm like, wow. Kids had to even bother me at some point in time. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Glad to know I'm the persona of your children. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question from 20 Sides, One Face. Um, where is your character's happy place in the D&D world? Um, I'll answer first on this one. Henley's is in the forest by herself, (laughs) generally. Just out there, just alone, enjoying the sunshine and just the quiet forest noises. Mine simply, or Boudreaux's would simply be with his family in the swamp and his family being all of the lizard folk. Um, Just being with them. He just wants to be with his family. Um... So Lila's is very similar to Henley's, um, but she wants like the undergrowth like up to her neck, you know, mm. and just like the 
the noises, the sounds. And then, like, in just just home, I guess. That's her happy place. It's just home. Um, Garatha's is definitely on a hunt with her brother. Mm. Like, that's her happy place. Because that's probably the only time that she's ever felt like she was accepted. So, spoilers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe doesn't have one. Somewhere Aww. not with potatoes. It's just, you know, <laughs> anywhere peaceful where he can just put up his feet and relax. That's like very hot. Take a snoozel under a tree. Yeah. Basically, if you had a, a a couch, that would be. Yeah, if I had a portable couch, that's my magical item. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like a portable couch. Mm-hmm. Pocket couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fenris would probably be on stage with his just either playing a good tune or telling a great story. Getting a good reaction out of Getting, people. Yeah, exactly. Making a great reaction money. out of the crowd. And of course, the money helps. <laughs> so that night where Boudreaux got drunk and was like, this is so wonderful. That was your happy place? That was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we ha- are have almost finished. I'm sorry, Dakota Tilly, that we cannot get to the Psalm the Chaos Bard questions. <laughs> they are really, 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 really good questions, but... Um, <clears throat> there will be a Chaos Chronicle about him eventually that will explain dun, dun, dun. if he is a deity or not. Yep. <laughs> That's about all I can say about that. That's kind of how I felt about like my question, too. Was like, where the backstory? Right. There's some that it'll be revealed later on. Okay. I had some... Things that I think would be fun, though. We want everyone around the table to do Boudreaux's voice. I would do it while I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, Boudreaux needs to go first. So yeah. I can, yes. So we can uh, get it. But I am so grateful for all of you being here. It would be so good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. My name is Boudreaux. That's right, it's Boudreaux. Just sing it slow. My name Boudreaux. Hey, don't reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's the song you sing to get into character. <laughs> kind of a her pre-written. Yeah. David, let's hear yours. Oh, boy. I love it when David does it. <laughs> you really like when I do your voice? It's really fun. It's really get down and down and dirty in the swamps. Playing around pinky. <laughs> Or Binky. Yeah. I guess that's, that's his name, right? Yeah, Binky. And going around and doing all that fun stuff, you know? Just just going around getting wet and splashing each other in. Except those, there's a lot of those necromancers down there. Woo! You're scary down there. That sounds like Stompy. <laughs> that's kind of who it's challenging. <laughs> Channeling. Hey, hey, love it. Good. It's good. Love it. That's go cool, funny. <laughs> We're all looking at you, Zeb. Oh, it's it's Fenbro. Fenbro. <laughs> I'll add that to the list. Um, I got nothing. Do you want to do Boudreaux's again, and then I'll try. I'll try to like tail on as you go. Well, I'm going down there in the swamp, and I just thinking. Yeah, about I mean now. that's the swamp down there. Is gonna be down there in the like the the boondocks or something like that. And, yeah. We're going to go like... You sound uh, like you're from King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out in the water and catch some gators and everything that mm. way. Hey, that's Ooh, actually really good. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, Ev. Uh, Boudreaux. 
That's your holding. Oh, we oui, oui. That's what I got. Hashem, <laughs> mademoiselle. <laughs> we have been eating here tonight. <laughs> I know, I'm not very good at it either. And you would ask me when I'm even worse because I got a head cold. Cause, like, how's Thea do it? She does a really good show. My name Boudreaux. <laughs> but she sounds like a little girl, so it's great. My, I can't do it right now. Um, but the voice is deep. It's perfect. I know, but I have Garatha do, do it. it. I am Garatha. <laughs> have Garatha do it. Garatha would just go, no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Okay. Um, question for Elsie. Huh? What does Lila smell like? Yeah. We are all wondering. <laughs> so I would like to leave that. I have no particular plans, but I would like to leave that anonymous. I have. That's because you made the rest of them up on a fly. You had I no did, idea. and it was perfect. And yours is even better because it's planned. Oh. But I don't have. I, I have thoughts, but I want. I want things. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> it will be relie- revealed one day. We won't day. meta. So we won't Lila meta. Garatha has to go off again so that Boudreaux can track her down through scent. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's stop planning. <laughs> It'll happen at some point in time. She just wanders off anyway. So. <laughs> All right, folks. We hope you enjoyed our first mailbag episode and our year-aversary. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and don't forget to leave a five-star review so Solemn can give you a shout-out. And also, look at our show notes for our social medias and dice bag link for Nerd Alert Treasures. And we, again, thank you, D.A. Nichols, for writing our music that you're listening to right now. And we have so many songs so many songs coming and that are in the works. She's been a busy lady. Mm-hmm. We love you all so much. Take care and don't look. Till next time we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye! Bye. Bye.